When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Red or Dead is sponsored by Amazon Publishing and Base Notes by Lara Elena Donnelly. Perfumer Vic Fowler has developed a delicate art that has proved to be very lucrative. Vic creates bespoke scents that evoke immersive memories, memories that could even be worth killing for. When a former client with deep pockets offers Vic an opportunity to expand the enterprise, the money is too good to turn down. But the job is too intricate and too dangerous to attempt alone. Luckily, in New York City, everyone needs a side hustle, and manipulating struggling artists into acting as accomplices proves simple for Vic. But as relationships become more complicated, Vic's careful plans start to unravel. Welcome to Red or Dead, a bi-weekly podcast where we talk about the world of mysteries and thrillers. This is episode 120, and we are recording on Sunday, February 6th. I'm Katie McLean Horner, along with Nezra Javed, and we are coming to you from Book Riot. Hi, Nezra. How are you on this Sunday? Oh, it's been a good Sunday. It's been... I got to clean, which is so (laughs) rare on a weekend, because we always have something or another going on. Like, either we're taking my kiddo out to, like, the park, or we have activities planned. We have breakfast. Like, something's always going on. So I was able to clean, and then I was able to make a chicken pot pie. And I was just able to, like, drink two cups of tea. It's been a good slow Sunday. How about you? Well, not a, not as good as yours, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad Sunday, but I just, you know, it's almost three o'clock in the afternoon in Chicago time, and I just feel like all of the energy is just being yes. drained from my bones. Like I just, I feel like my joints are starting to feel like, you know, like I start to move them, and they're like, "Why are you making me move?" <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I've had a lazy Sunday, but not in a, like, a delightfully productive lazy Sunday. It's more like, what do you mean I have to get off of the couch lazy (laughs) Sunday? So, yeah, I'm hoping that I might be able to, I don't know, like, do some, well, I don't don't do yoga much, but I've got, like, a back roller or something. Maybe I'll get on the back roller (laughs) after we record, because my body's like, I don't want to move. Why are you making me do this? (laughs) Maybe you just need a nap, like, you know. It, like, oh, yeah. God, I always need a nap. 4 p.m. is a good time for nap. <laughs> <laughs> I even had some caffeine this morning thinking, okay, you know, let's, you know, get get something going. But nope, it, it did not work at all. <laughs> yeah, I, as, as I'm getting older, Sundays are becoming depressing affairs. And when we have to record, that's the highlight of my day. I don't know, that's fun. But other than that, it's just like, oh, it's Monday tomorrow. Sorry for this downer, everybody. <laughs> let's talk about books. Yes, books. Um, <laughs> although books, in terms of what I've read recently, hasn't been a whole lot because oh, again, yeah. this is this has been kind of an energy draining week. So yeah, I haven't I haven't seen much between the you know between the pages of a book. <laughs> um, ha- have you had a slightly better reading week than I have? Uh, yes and no. So <laughs> so I did start a book. I did start a book and it's When the Reckoning Comes by Latanya McQueen, uh, which is 
more horror than mystery, but it also has a mystery element to it. And it tells the story of Mira, who fled her small segregated hometown. And uh, like there, there's a bit of a mystery element of why she fled all of a sudden. There are friends involved. And now years later, her ex or like just her friend that she had fallen out with, Celine, is like calling her back, asking her to be part of her wedding. And uh, Mira has to confront both literal and metaphorical ghosts and it's it leans towards social horror like when no one is watching by Alyssa Cole where there's a commentary woven into the mystery and the story I'm, I'm like around 10% in so I cannot completely you know talk about it with full authority but it's um it's so wonderfully written like by wonderfully I mean it's like so readable and it's intriguing so far but and it's but it's also kind of spooky I don't know. I don't, like it's yeah, but I I said I watched this booktube video where it was like my favorite horror raids, and now all I want to read is horror, but I don't have the stomach or heart for it, so I'm a bit different. I'm in a bit of a conflict there, but yeah, that's a bit book that I started. So there you go, some hope. Hopefully, I'll finish yes. it. And I was gonna say I was not familiar with that title, and that very much sounds like it would be up my alley. In fact, just a couple nights ago, Blaine and I, it's just briefly, we talk about social horror. We watched the, not really a remake, but the, the continuation of Candyman that came out last year, which we hadn't seen before. And I was gobsmacked at how much I loved that movie. It was so good. So yeah, I I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to jot that title down. Oh yes, if you love Candyman, then you're gonna love this one. I I, I have a feeling. Yeah, I like from the ten percent I've read, I can tell. I can say that for like I can recommend this to you in confidence. I trust your predictions, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hopefully I'll finish it and then stay tuned. I'll have more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so why don't you go ahead and give us our first sponsor and then we can uh, jump into this episode absolutely this episode of red or dead is sponsored in part by gold by mariko tamaki with fear streets todd Mayer is dead now a ghost todd watches police investigate his homicide after his body is discovered in a snow-covered park naked and frozen georgia didn't know todd but ever since she heard about his death she can't stop thinking about him Georgia has a feeling she's seen Todd somewhere before, somewhere he wasn't supposed to be. Mariko Tamaki is an award-winning writer of both comics and prose with a special talent for thoughtfully capturing the shadowy and uncomfortable parts of growing up. She brings the same talent to this breakout YA novel. We thank Gold by Mariko Tamaki very much for sponsoring the show. Ooh, that one sounds really interesting. Another one to add to my list. <laughs> yes. And it has been comped as for fans of Truly Devious by Maureen Johnson and Sadie. So yes, 100% sign me up for that. So- <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you are a new listener, welcome. We are so delighted to have you. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. We are just as delighted that you keep putting us in your ear holes every two weeks. <laughs> And like I mentioned at the top of the show, we talk about mysteries and suspense and just about anything that falls under that umbrella. It can be true crime, it can be exploration of new subgenres, it can be author read-alikes, we can be talking about movie adaptations, all of that fun stuff. 
And if you've listened to the show before, you know that this is the point where we put out a call to our listeners to let us know if you have any ideas for upcoming episodes. We really, truly use so many of these suggestions to help us plan future episodes. It really helps us know what you, the listeners, would like to hear more of. It's a great way for us to expand our own reading horizons. So believe me when I say we really do use these ideas. So if you have any suggestions or recommendations, you can shoot us an email or reach out to us via social media. We will have all of our contact information at the end of the show and in the show notes, so you don't have to worry about getting it down now. We just like to put out the call ahead of time to get those creative juices flowing while you're listening. And even if you don't have an idea and just want to say hi, we love hearing from our listeners. And so please do feel free to send us a note, even if you don't have a specific suggestion. And if you enjoy the podcast, definitely leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts so that other people can find us and join us and partake in this fantastic little mysterious and suspenseful group we've got going on. And with that, let's go ahead and jump into our new segment. We've got a couple of adaptation TV-related stuff <laughs> to keep you updated on. Uh, Nezra, why don't you go ahead and get us started? All right. So first up, all the legal thriller fans out there, mark your calendars. Actually, don't mark your calendars yet. We don't have a date yet. Uh, uh, but... <laughs> I don't know, like, keep an eye out. Scott Duro's best-selling novel, Presumed Innocent, is being reimagined as a TV series by J.J. Abrams and David E. Kelly from The Big Little Lies, who who basically produced and uh, wrote the, uh, Big Little Lies. He has some amazing shows under his, like, in his, uh, in his corner, Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu, The Undoing at HBO, which I still haven't watched, and he is basically going to reimagine this series alongside J.J. Abrams and Ben Stevenson. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to focus more on how it's about, like, more than the legal part of it. So if you haven't heard of Scott Duro or you haven't heard of his books, if you ever Google legal thrillers, his books are the first of the first. I think he's even wrote a nonfiction memoir at this point about his time in law school. And Presumed Innocent is a story of a horrific murder that appends the Chicago prosecutor a prosecuting attorney's office because one of their own comes under suspicion. Um, so it sounds absolutely fantastic. Scott Turo is a, it's a, he's a very renowned name in the world of legal thrillers. And I cannot wait to see how this pans out, especially there, there has been an earlier adaptation of this book as a movie starring Harrison Ford. And I mean, there's like, I don't know how you can top that, but I am excited to see that. So, <laughs> so there is no date. There is no date or cast information yet. But as more information starts being, you know, unraveled, we'll make sure to keep sharing it. But yeah, that's uh, Presumed Innocent by Scott Doro. You can uh, read the book until the series comes out. Yeah, I read the book, oh God, years ago. And he, like Scott Turow, he's not as, like he doesn't, he hasn't published nearly as many books as like John Grisham, but he's like, in terms of prestige, he's like, yeah, like you said, like the number one, like he comes out with a legal thriller and everyone just kind of like stops what they're doing. And like, okay, Scott Turow just wrote another one. Yep. So yeah, so that, I, I read that and I was just like, oh, that's, that's big news. 
And then in other big TV adaptation news, the trailer for the fourth and final season of Killing Eve is here. And I've watched the trailer, and all I can say is there's a lot of stuff happening in this trailer, which my husband pointed out. He's like, you could say that about the entire series. And I'm like, that is 100% correct. There is a lot of stuff that that has happened in the first three seasons of Killing Eve. And the first episode is going to debut at the end of the month on February 27th. So as Blaine pointed out, we have just a few weeks to rewatch seasons one through three and get re-caught up because it's been a little bit since we since we watched everything in its entirety. But I am so excited and simultaneously devastated that the series is going to be finished after this season. We watched seasons one through three after three came out. So we kind of got it on the tail end. And now season four is coming out. I feel like I haven't had enough time to like really savor it. But oh my gosh, like this, this show introduced me to Jodie Comer. And she is now like one of my absolute favorite actresses. Like, oh my gosh, I love Jodie Comer. And if you haven't seen Killing Eve, this is my little nudge to go do so. If you like espionage and assassins and complicated complicated female relationships and complicated women and lots of murder and it's it's dark and it's darkly funny and there's just so much going on and it's it has Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer and it is just a work of art and I'm so excited and devastated like I said for season 4 so we'll have we'll have a link to the trailer in the show notes if you too want to be simultaneously excited and devastated <laughs> I felt attacked right there because I have not seen Killing Eve yet, but I, I hey, will. I, no judgment. <laughs> I, I jumped it. Like, I didn't even, I wasn't even the one who said, hey, we should watch it. Blaine, he put it on. He's like, hey, let's watch Killing Eve. I've heard a lot about it. And I was like, all right, fine. And we put it on. And I was like, oh. And there was no sleep for the next three days. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I was like, wow, there's a lot of fun stuff going on in this show. And yeah, like I said, we are, and Blaine is also obsessed with Jodie Comer now. So so we have a, we have a shared mutual love of Jodie Comer in this household. <laughs> no, I love it. It sounds exactly like it's going to tick all my boxes. So I'm excited to watch that. Yes. All right. So I say let's, let's take a, let's take a break from some of the dark stuff. Cause I feel like the last couple of episodes, we've talked about a lot of really Yeesh. dark reads. <laughs> That's not to everyone's palate. And that, and so we're, we're going to take a step back this, with this episode. And it's, it's February. It's almost Valentine's Day. And let's cozy up with a cozy mystery. Exactly. <laughs> Take a break from the dark stuff. Even people like me need a break from the dark stuff. Yes. And I, I want to do a rendition of Tina Turner's What's Love Got to Do With It right over here. Uh, but I won't. I'll spare all of you. But you can imagine that that's playing that, you know, skip the date night if you want to. Both of you cozy in with a read, you know, like, mm-hmm. let's do that. I love that. <laughs> that sounds like the best. Val- Honestly, like I want to do that on my Valentine's Day. Yeah, I might do that. But yeah, super excited for this one. I think this was also a reader request, right? Yeah, we we did. We've had a couple readers actually that have mentioned they're like, hey, we know cozy mysteries aren't 
really either of your big, <laughs> like your big thing, but could you talk about cozies? We got and, you. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And that, and you know, that was something where I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm like, we really do need to, to get some more cozy stuff in here on a, on a semi-regular basis. <laughs> so we will definitely, we will definitely keep our eyes and ears out for ways to do that in upcoming episodes that Absolutely. aren't featured on Cozy Mysteries. But yeah, I figured that this would, that it would be good to be like, you know what? Let's, let's take a break from everything and just. Yes. Just some, just something nice and pleasant, and not full of dark and twisted and demented. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I love it. I love it. I am in for it, and I am super excited for my first pick. So I say you have at it. Why don't you give us your first pick? Okay, so. A bit of background on Cozy Mysteries for me. There's always a backstory with me. So (laughs) Cozy Mysteries, are I find them so amazing because it's like, you know how sometimes you get this itch, like you want to be in Savannah and you want to go to this cafeteria and like, you know, drink some warm coffee and eat chocolate. Well, there's a Cozy Mystery for it. And like, I love noodles and there's a cozy, like, there's a cozy mystery featuring noodles. So it's, <laughs> I love cozy mysteries because it's any scenario which gives you happiness. There's like a cozy mystery for it. And it's usually like cozy mysteries are usually formulaic. It's like so many genre reads are in a sense that, you know, there's always, there was always a protagonist who's either going back home or is working through something difficult. And then a conflict happens and then a murder happens. And then our protagonist takes on solving that murder. Sometimes flames also, you know, love interests also get inspired and romance is thrown in as well. And it's all just such amazing fun. And I love it. And my first pick for it, I'm very excited about this one because this features food. <laughs> I love food. I love, I love the enthusiasm of <laughs> food. <laughs> Uh, so this one is called Mango, Mambo, and Murder by Raquel V. Reyes. And this is a recent, uh, it is a recent release. And it's the uh, first book in the Caribbean Kitchen Mystery Series. And this features, this features food anthropologist Miriam, uh, Miriam Smith, who moved from New York to Coral Shores, Miami. And she just is trying to, you know, she's trying to get through her toddler, like toddler tantrums, which is something I can very much relate to. And, <laughs> but her best friend, Alma, is trying to push Miriam to go on air as a cooking expert on a, a Spanish language morning TV show. And what happens is, you know, Miriam is just like, she's like over it. She's like, I don't have the energy for this. Like, this is not what I said, like signed up for. I don't want to do this. But eventually, you know, you know, as friends tend to do is with the you know, peer pressure. She eventually does go and she's having uh, a luncheon uh, with the ladies of the show when suddenly a socialite sitting at her table falls face first into the chicken salad. And I love that. I'm, I'm going to read this line this in this synopsis that is so like that is that just shows the whimsy of cozy mysteries. When a socialite sitting at her table suddenly falls face first into the chicken salad, never to nibble again. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's like that's not funny, <laughs> but it kind of is. So, and then when that is followed by another death, uh, Detective Bowman gets involved, and Miriam has to sort of Miriam like obviously she jumps in 
and like she starts putting her skills to the test and sparks also fly and it's 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 a whole and shenanigans ensues basically and it's it's such a delight and there are these recipes thrown in there obviously because she's a food anthropologist and she's also like there's always a deeper layer to a mystery where you know you there's a murder element there's an investigation element but you're learning about this character about what they do about how they go about their lives and it was such a delight to read and i i actually read the audiobook by frankie corso and she, they are a delightful reader so i i highly highly recommend the audiobook for this one but yeah that's mango mambo and murder uh by raquel Verries, and i cannot wait for the next one. Oh, you had me at mango <laughs> also at chicken salad both of those sound delicious <laughs> right now <laughs> oh no i i love what you said about cozy mysteries just if you have like any kind of an itch, whether it's kind of like, you know, gardening, food, cats, ghostly investigators, like whatever you're feeling, there is undoubtedly a cozy mystery that will fit the bill. Like I th- I know for a fact that there's at least one cozy mystery series that's based around a woman who owns like, an, who makes her own organic soap. Like... I mean, it's it's getting so specific, but also so varied as people try to find new angles that, yeah, whatever, whatever you're in the mood for, there's probably a cozy mystery to fit. And my first pick, actually, I I planned to this. I initially was like, okay, this is this is one that I'm going to pick for this episode. And then I found out that it was based in Seattle, which a couple years ago, Blaine and I went to Seattle for the first time on vacation. And it was one of the best vacations we've ever taken. And that is also including our honeymoon to London. So like, we just fell in love with Seattle instantly. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, Seattle, this will be fun. So the book I picked is Grave Reservations by Cherie Priest, which came out last year, um, actually less than a year ago. So this one is, st- is still pretty new. And this is also a good pick if you like your cozies to have just a hint of the supernatural, because uh, Lita Foley is the main character, and she's what how she, she describes herself as an inconsistent psychic. She has these premonitions or flashes that she can't control, she can't summon, she can't explain it. They just happen. And she's learned through previous experiences that the worst thing to do would be to ignore them. So at the beginning of the book, she is, well, she runs her own travel agency. And one of her clients is a Seattle uh, police detective who had to fly down south for a conference. And for his flight back, she impulsive, well, not impulsively, she has a feeling about his return flight. And so without checking with him, she changes his flight details and she's calling him as he's like running through the airport to catch his flight. And he was like, why did you do this? And she was like, look, the, just just take this new flight. And as he's arguing with her, he sees his original flight going down the uh, going down the runway and then it's kind of skids to a stop and bursts into flames. And he's like, oh, okay, what, what just happened here? I don't think that was a coincidence. And so when he 
gets back to Seattle, he looks her up and, and kind of like, hey, you knew that was going to happen. But not in a, like a, hey, you did this, but hey, I, th- I think you have premonitions. And she's like, yeah, I do. And he said, will you come with me? There's a cold case that I've been trying to solve for the last year and a half that's really just stalled, but it's, I can't stop working on it. And I just, I need something to get me going in another direction. And he thinks that, you know, with her, you know, intuitive or psychic flashes, she might be able to point him in a, in a new direction that could hopefully end up solving the case. And unbeknownst to the detective, Lita also has an unsolved tragedy in her past. Her fiance was mysteriously killed a few years previously. No one ever found out what happened. And she's been so frustrated because she's like, no, something, you know, he met with foul play, but no one is asking. And so she, and so she's like, well, you know what, maybe I can help him with this case, but you know what, maybe he can help me figure out what happened with my fiance. And so she goes from there. And so they try to figure out what's ha- what's happening with this initial case. And of course, there's going to be connections between the two things, because that's always what happens in these types of stories. But yeah, this book is, it's lighthearted, but you know, it talks about, it's it's lighthearted, but without being really silly. Like it still feels grounded in a way. The characters are the characters are flawed. Lita does not have her act together. And you know what? I relate to that a lot. Like, there are some things I'm like, oh, this feels uncomfortably uh, realistic and, 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 you know, feels like my, my state of mind a few days ago kind of thing. So, yeah, just really relatable characters. And there's she also has this talent, or she uses her psychic talents at a at a local bar where she does clairvoyant karaoke, where she takes an object from someone in the audience who she, most of these people she's never met before. And she just kind of holds an object and she can kind of get a flash of something. And using that flash, she picks a song to sing for the person on karaoke. And with the idea that the song either has some specific meaning for the person or is like there's something there's a meaning in the song that relates to something that they're going through and it's really entertaining to the point where I kind of wish this was a real thing because I want to go see someone do clairvoyant karaoke so if you know anyone who does something like this please let me know it sounds highly entertaining but yeah, and of course, like I said, the book is set in Seattle. And even though I didn't get to explore all of the different neighborhoods of Seattle, there are lots of different landmarks that they mention. Like there's one mention where she's like, oh, it's the Woodland Park Zoo. And I'm like, I was at the Woodland Park Zoo. <laughs> so yeah, I really, I'm really enjoying this one. And again, that is Grave Reservations by Cherie Priest. And it is the first book in the Booking Agents series. So If you are looking for a new cozy series to pick up, you can definitely get a start with this one. So a thing about Seattle is that we've discovered in Seattle and Portland both is that you can never get a bad cup of coffee. Like you can go to the smallest coffee shop and the coffee there is 
amazing. So yes, Seattle has a soft spot in my heart too. And I've actually read this one and it's so much fun. And Sheree Priest is amazing. I love her. I love her. Uh, so yes, I, I co-sign this recommendation. Before I jump on to my next pick, do you want to give us our second sponsor? Well, I would be delighted to. <laughs> so our second sponsor for this episode is TBR, Book Riot subscription service offering reading recommendations personalized to your reading life. Is your favorite book lover hard to shop for? Give the gift of TBR for Valentine's Day. Book Riot subscription service offering tailored book recommendations for readers of all stripes. You can choose from plans that allow your loved one to receive hardcover books in the mail or recommendations by email as a one-time gift or as a year-long subscription, and then sit back while our bibliologists do the rest. When your recipient receives their gift, they'll complete a profile to tell TBR about their reading preferences and what they're looking for, and they can even connect their Goodreads account. Then we match them up with a bibliologist who will handpick recommendations just for them, and there are options for every budget. You can visit mytbr.co slash gift to sign up today and give your Valentine their own personal book concierge. And if you have to shop at the last minute, TBR can be delivered to your booze inbox on whatever day you schedule it for. And again, that is mytbr.co slash gift. And we thank TBR and Book Riot for sponsoring this episode. All right. So uh, my next pick is one that comes from, the, again, that is another Oh, actually, there's another story about this. So this, the book is Dead by Their Jeweling, which is the first in the tea shop mystery, and it's by Laura Childs. And the story about Laura Child is, I think I was in an independent bookstore in Atlanta, and what the bookseller there was like, oh, yeah, I love Laura Child. I, lo- I read all of their novels. I'm like, what? Like, how? If you, if you look at Laura Child's profile, she's a prolific author. They're like so many books to her and uh, so many books to her name. So the fact that someone has read all of them inspired me and got me curious. And then obviously, like I said, like any scenario you can think of, there's a cozy mystery for it. And so this one, as you can tell by the name, is uh, set in a tea shop. It's set uh, basically, it's about a tea, tea connoisseur. I don't know, a tea but basically someone who sells teeth, basically. So it tells the story of Theo Browning, who is the owner of Charleston's beloved indigo tea shop. Veterans love her blend of delicious tea tastings and, you know, the sense of hospitality that she brings. And Theo is also an event caterer. So she is busy serving steam, you know, steaming teas and scones while her guests are singing her praises. But that very soon turns into blame when one of the esteemed one of the esteemed guests are is found dead, and they're holding on to the teacup that Theo had given them. And now she has to make sense of her reputation, like she has to save her reputation and find out who the killer is, or uh, before like this can happen again. Because it's like this is her entire life, and it's uh, not just bad for the brand; it's like literally bad for something that she does for a living. So it's this is a very classic cozy mystery. Like Laura Giles is one of the authors who always has, you know, who has written across the cozy mystery genre. So this is a very typical one. It's it's very formulaic, but it's so so delightful. And again, 
I, I, I am learning. I have a pattern where food is involved, but basically like, there's so many mentions of tea, the make the process of tea making in general, and it's just it's delightful. And our um and our protagonist, Theo, she's delightful too. She is flawed as so many of the characters in Cozy Mysteries are, but it's like I always enjoy watching a character sort of work on themselves a bit. So uh, you see that here too. And Charleston is just a, it's a gorgeous backdrop for a cozy mystery. There's so much history there. And it's just, um, yeah. So that is Dead by Their Healing, which is the first in the tea shop mystery. And it's by Laura Childs. All right. So my second pick is continuing with the food and consumable <laughs> theme that so many cozy mysteries have. And it is a deadly inside scoop by Abby Colette. And this is another newish release. It came out in 2020. And it's the first in the ice cream parlor mystery series. And someone may be asking, well, why would you read a cozy mystery about ice cream when it's 20 degrees outside in most of the country? And that is a very valid question. And in fact, and funny enough, this book actually starts off with the main character, Wynne, reopening her family's ice cream shop that has been a local tradition for years and kind of bringing it back to its glory days. And the day that she opens for the first day of business, there's a blizzard of a foot and a half. And there's a big question of who's going to come out of this to get ice cream? <laughs> so I, I feel that. But at the same time, her description of the ice cream flavors just sound delicious. So if you're if you don't want to start craving ice cream, maybe hold off on picking up this book. But for those of you who don't care... <laughs> You're just like, you know, bring on the ice cream. This one is really, I, I really like this one. So the book starts off, she opens, when uh, is getting ready to open for her first day of business with the ice cream shop. She's been working towards this for months. At the beginning of the book, she's smiling as she wakes up before 5am. Now that I cannot relate to. So <laughs> maybe the character's just a little less relatable than my other pick. But anyway, she she gets to the store super, super, super early to start making ice cream and get stuff ready. And when she arrives at the store, she finds someone standing outside of the restaurant. He's holding a dog and he was like, he's like, hey, have you lost, you know, have you lost a dog? And she said, no. And she's chatting with him for a little bit. And he's like, oh, you know, I know your family. And, you know, I used to come into this ice cream shop all the time when I was, when I was a kid. She's like, oh, that's really cool. And then later that day, she's talking to her family members and they're like, oh, I know who that guy is. And he is no friend of this family. And they talk about, and they're talking about how this guy, like, tried to swindle one of her older family members into signing away the restaurant and just, you know, scamming a lot of money out of them. And so the, everyone and all of the adults in her family, like his his name is Mud to, to them. And so she's trying to, you know, deal with this like, oh, gosh, you know, is he going to come back? Like, you know, what, you know, what's going on with this? And then after the during this, the blizzard that's keeping everyone away, she decides, okay, I'm going to go her grandma had a recipe for making ice cream with snow. And so she goes out to collect some fresh snow to make the, make snow ice cream. And while she's doing that, she stumbles across, literally stumbles across a dead body that has just kind of been dumped next to the side of this waterfall near nearby where the where the restaurant is. And then 
things proceed from there. I think I think it's a common trope for for especially for food related cozy mysteries where there's there's some kind of opening for the restaurant or the business or something and then someone turns up dead practically on the restaurant's front steps. And so with everything, you know, she's like, okay, I've got this business that I'm trying to open, but now I'm also involved in what the she initially thinks is, oh, someone you know, was died of exposure or a heart attack or something like that and find out, oh no, it's actually murder. So she's involved with this and having to answer questions from the police and just all of this other stuff and, you know, the implications that tie other family members in there and is, you know, is just a lot going on. So yeah, this and this book, I will say, does start off a little slowly. It does take a little bit to get up to the dead body because there is a lot of talk about kind of opening up the business and her family's history and her relationships with her family and all of that kind of stuff. But the descriptions of the ice cream are worth it. And there is also a cat in this mystery. It's not a, it's now the cat hasn't played a huge role. There's just a cat that kind of comes in and out from you know, from upstairs, from the tenant upstairs, then comes down into the ice cream shop. And while my initial concern was, oh my god, cat hair in the ice cream, the cat is very sweet, and I do enjoy the addition of the cat in the story, and the cat is also on the cover as well. So, yes, so if you're looking for a little winter ice cream pairing, or even if you're just looking for a new series to start, you can pick up A Deadly Inside Scoop by Abby Colette, and that is the first one in the Ice Cream Parlor Mystery series. Oh, I am. I love it. I am one of those people who eats ice cream in winter. Oh, yeah. There you go. I said it. I said it. <laughs> ice cream is a, is year-round. I, I will stand by that. It is. And my mom is always, whenever I have a sore throat, she's like, don't eat cold things. I'm like, no, I will eat cold things. That will not stop me. Mm-hmm. But yes, basically, yeah. But honestly, I could go on for a while about cozy mysteries. I don't talk about them much, but I have a lot in my arsenal. But however, we will move on to our next segment of the uh, podcast. But if you have any cozy mysteries that you loved, that you want to shout, you want everyone to read more of, maybe you've read the ones that we have mentioned and you want to talk about them, hit us up. We love hearing from you. But with that, let's move on to our new releases. Uh, So Katie, do you want to go first with yours? Sure. And in fact, continuing our cozy mystery theme, and also I believe one of your most anticipated picks for 2022, that is Homicide and Hollow Hollow by Mia P. Manansala, and that comes out on February 8th. So by the time you're listening to this, this book will already be out. And this is the second book in the series. The first one was Arsenic and Adobo, and things are heating up for Lila not in her love life, which she insists on keeping basically non-existent. Things are not heating up in her professional life because she can't bring herself to open her new cafe after all the unpleasantness that occurred at her aunt's Filipino restaurant a few months ago. But things are heating up quite literally because summer has just started and Lila hates summer. So to add to her feelings of sticky unease. Her little town has resurrected the Miss Teen Shady Palms beauty pageant, which Lila won many years ago, and that has actually served as a wedge between Lila and her cousin slash rival Bernadette. 
But when the head judge of the pageant is murdered and Bernadette becomes the main suspect, Lila and Bernadette must put aside their differences and solve the case because it looks like one of them might be next. So again, that is the second book in the series is Homicide and Hollow Hollow by Mia P. Manansala, and that is out on February 8th. That is a perfect fit for this episode because it's food, cozy, all the good things. And Arsenic and Adobo was a lot of fun. Um, go sign. My pick is my pick is a bit of a it, it is not cozy. It is a bit of it sounds I haven't read it yet, but it sounds trippy and I'm ready for it. It's like it sounds like a mix of the dream uh, fiction and mystery and which is just so so intensely in my wheelhouse. Uh, and it's already out. So that's other people's clothes by Kala Henkel. And this tells the story of Zoe Beach, who finds herself studying abroad in the bohemian capital of Europe, Berlin. And Zoe relies on the arrangements of fellow exchange student Haley Mader, who idealizes Warhol and Britney Spears and wants nothing more than to be an art star. On Craigslist, Haley unknowingly stumbles on an apartment sublet posted by a well-known thriller writer and feeling as though they've won the lottery they, you know, they move in and soon they realize that their landlady, Beatrice, who is supposed to be, you know, who's in a residency in Vienna and who's working on her novel is watching them. And her next book seems to be about them. And while they are, you know, they're delighted because they're also sort of hoping for that stardom. They're also a little, well, understandably uncomfortable. They are, you know, they're they're sort of assessing their lives and looking at their mundane routines, like you know, law and order binges, nightly nachos, and so Haley insists to Zoe that they should, you know, they should do things that are worthy of a novel. And well, as all best laid plans go, as the, un- the as the year unravels and events spiral out of control. They sort of come to this halt at an existential crisis as to whose life are they living and, you know, and what's going to be the end of all of this attempt at making their lives more interesting, but eventually ending up being chaotic. So it sounds so, so hard in my wheelhouse that I cannot wait to pick it up and the cover is gorgeous um, it's Other People's Clothes by Kala Henkel and this is out already um, it, it came out on February 1st and then real quickly I do have a quick honorary mention just because there's so many books coming out right now if you have read any of Lucy Foley's previous books get ready because her new novel the paris apartment comes out on february 15th which is a locked room mystery set in a paris apartment building where there are all kinds of characters and just interesting people living together and everyone has something to hide so if you're looking for something that kind of has a nod back to the kind of golden age of mysteries with the with the eccentric cast of characters. You'll definitely want to pick up The Paris Department by Lucy Foley. And again, that is out on February 15th. Katie, I've never read a Lucy Foley. Can you believe it? Neither have I. <laughs> okay, well, that is anticlimactic. I, <laughs> I have two people in my life who recommended Lucy Foley to me very recently. And they, were the, uh, and they recommended the guest list and they said that you have to read it. So I have it checked out from the library and it's on my physical TBR shelf and I hope to get to it soon. So hopefully in the next episode, I'll have that as a currently reading or a soon finished, but I'm excited. And I'm excited for this one as well. 
But with that, that is our show. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. Thank you so much to our wonderful sound editor, Jen Zink, for always making us sound great. For show notes, you can head over to bookride.com slash listen. For more book recommendations and bookish goodness, head over to bookride.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookride.com slash listen or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. If you want to send us an email with feedback or show suggestions, you can reach us at redordead at bookriot.com. Otherwise, you can find me, Nasra, on Twitter at Javed Nasra. That's J-A-V-E-D-N-U-S-R-A-H. And you can find me on Twitter at KT underscore library lady. And we will talk to you next time. <laughs>